You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey there, everybody. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm the lead pastor at Kingsway Christian Church, and this is our weekly podcast. It's so good to be here with you today. This is our first podcast, actually, something we're going to do for you weekly as we're recording stuff, reflecting back on Sunday, what we talked about, maybe some stuff we didn't have time to get to, a little further clarity, advice, wisdom, and just hoping to fuel your faith a little longer this week and get you to the next Sunday. So today I want to pick up where we left off Sunday with this phrase that I put out there, God's love plus nothing equals everything. God's love plus nothing equals everything. So if you weren't here at Kingsway Christian Church, haven't listened yet, I encourage you to go back and listen online and come back to this after that. But just in case you're still here and tuning in, I'll remind you of what we talked about. And that's this. Uh, The idea is when we lean into God's love, God promises to be a good father to us. He promises to care for us, to protect us. In fact, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus actually says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What exactly is all these things? Well, all these things doesn't mean that God's going to make you handsome, rich, and wise. That's not what God is saying. Jesus is simply clarifying for us that when you lean in faith into the Father, the Father promises to be that, a good father to you. He promises to care for you. He promises to meet your needs. He promises to provide for you. So our question for 2020 is how are we leaning into God's love? How are we leaning into God's love? And maybe a question to ask yourself, as I've been asking for the last couple of weeks is what is coming between you and God? When we talk about God, God is a relational being. I don't really know any other way to say it. Maybe my theologian friends would tell me there's some perfect phrase. It's already been navigated in church history. But God is relational. He's like every other relationship in your life. Uh, He's waiting for you to be with him, to talk to him, to spend time with him, to learn from him, to grow with him. The reason Jesus calls him father over and over and over again is because Jesus wanted us to have in mind a picture of a good parent, a parent who provides and has time and enjoys us and loves to be with us and loves to watch us and loves to watch us to grow and learn and wants to teach us just like a good parent does. Anytime we get into fatherhood conversation, I realize for some of you out there who maybe have a broken parental relationship, it can bring baggage into the conversation. But for Jesus, there was no baggage in that conversation. He knew, he loved, he trusted his father. In fact, so much so that Jesus, we're actually told in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says this, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus couldn't imagine going through a day without first engaging with his father. And part of the reason we knew is because Jesus knew that when he went out into the world that he was going to get Uh, He was going to get attacked on all sides. People were going to need him all the time. Every town Jesus went to, people were gathering around in massive groups to be healed and learn from and hear from Jesus. He was going to be needed all day long. Some people were going to threaten his life. People picked up stones to try to throw at him or pick him up and throw him off a cliff at times. Uh, People tried to do these things to Jesus, and he knew he needed to lean into his father's love on a regular basis in order to gather from the Father everything he would need to go about life. If it was true for Jesus, it's true for you. Let that sink in for a minute. So how exactly do we go about 
leaning into the Father's love. Well, I love the way John Piper says this. John Piper has a very famous quote. He says, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. So I would encourage just a few very, very simple things. Ready? Here we go. Number one, be honest. Be honest about where you are right now. Be honest with yourself and God about the things in your life that are maybe taking up too much of your time, attention, focus, thought life, whatever it could be. It might not even be an evil thing. I mean, obviously, if there's something evil that's getting at you, man, it's time to repent of that and leave it behind. But it might be something that's just a thing. You know, clothes are just a thing, but if you love clothes too much, it can own you. TV is just a thing, but if you watch too much TV, it can own you. Work is just a thing, but if you work too much, it can own you. And the list can go on and on and on. What is in your life right now? Just be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. He already knows what it is. What is in your life right now that is keeping you from leaning into God's love? All right, number two, number two. Be intentional about where you want to be. Be intentional. Not everybody grows the same way. Not everybody goes through the same processes. We're all different and unique. We have different life experiences. We learned from that passage in Mark that Jesus liked to get up early in the morning while it was still dark and find a solitary place. I think there's some wisdom in that. There's wisdom in trying to find a way to be alone. And depending on your house situation, how many kids you have and family members and all those different things, this one may get, get complex. I'm not legalistic here. I don't think the Bible was telling telling us to be legalistic. Some of you may find the best way, the best time to get alone is at night when say all the kids are in bed or the roommates or whoever it is are are all in bed or whatever it is. However it is, you've got to find a place where you could be intentional in your time with God. There's not going to be a lot of distractions running around. You're going to turn your cell phone off. Uh, Even if you're reading, say, your Bible app or whatever on your phone, you're going to remove the distractions. You're going to be alone where you could be honest with God, where you don't have to play games. You don't have to uh, act like you're one thing. I mean, that's God. I've found myself at times talking to God and, and just stop and say, wait a minute, I'm talking to you, God. This isn't like, you know, some friend or whatever. This isn't some person I don't know. I'm talking to you. You're the one person being in the entire universe who knows everything about me and you love me and you want to know me. So God, I don't want to run. I don't want to hide and I don't want to play games. I want to be here. I want to be with you. I want to be raw. And that's the kind of place you need. That's why Jesus found a solitary place, a place where there was no distractions and nobody influencing that moment. He could be just himself in that moment, which actually leads us to number three, the number three, and that is this. You got to be real. You got to be real. What I mean by be real is kind of what I've started to lay the foundation for, and that is you've got to be you. Some of you are phenomenal journalers. You love to pull out a piece of paper and a notebook and just write things down. You just love to, to, to do that, to write, 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 write. Some of you love to do that. Others of you uh, are like me. Like, I don't do well with writing, but what I do do well with is talking with God. So I enjoy prayer walks, and I try to get away, go to the park next to us, or I'll go down to Bernheim Forest in Kentucky where, near my, where my in-laws live. Uh, sometimes I'll go to Colorado, and I'll just walk with God. And I'll just talk. And usually the the first half hour, hour is usually me doing a lot of talking. It's just me talk, talk, talking. And then it's usually me walking for a while and just listening and trying to hear what the Lord says and the thoughts that are coming into my mind. Uh, I Sometimes I'll even pray a prayer and say, God, would you just protect this moment? Could it just be an intimate moment between the two of us? That the thoughts that I have are from you, Father, and that I'll remember the things that you have to say to me. And here's the thing. Usually when God wants to speak to me, he almost 
always speaks to me through scripture. He almost always draws to mind a verse about something I'm dealing with and laying out before him, an idea, a story, something I need to go look up and dig into later, and I'll do that. And the reason that he does that is because God's word is, we call the Bible, it is his communication to us about who he is, what he's like, and what he wants to do in the world. So Jesus didn't have a literal Bible, but many young Hebrew men committed the Bible to memory. In fact, it said that when rabbis would get up to speak, Jesus was a rabbi, they would sometimes say the first verse or a couple verses of, say, a psalm or something, and it would bring to mind the rest of that psalm, the rest of that passage, because people knew the passage. This is why you've got to find a way to dig into God's Word. By God's grace, we live in such an amazing day today. There are so many devotional books and apps and places you can go to. I'll just give one recommendation. There are plenty of them. I highly recommend the Bible app by Life Church. You can find it in all of the relevant app stores out there. Download the app. There are even people who've created online devotionals. You can look through the devotionals, find something to commit to, and say, you know what? In 2020, the major way that I'm going to seek first God and his kingdom is I'm going to make sure that I'm spending regular time in his word and regular time with my father. Imagine being married and never spending time with your spouse. How long do you think that marriage would be healthy? Probably not real long, would it? It's those regular conversations and touch points that allow the marriage to be healthy and thriving and growing, whatever your busy schedule is. And all of our schedules are busy and different in different ways. Well, God is alive and he longs for a relationship with you. So, number one, how will you be honest about where you are? Number two, How will you be intentional about where you want to be? And number three, how will you be real to yourself, the person that God has made you to be? Because God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. I hope this was a blessing to you and your week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.